Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tribunal of the Grid, where we talk about everything that is Ranger-related, including the actors. My name is Brandon. I am Lena. I'm Will. And we are back with another episode. Um, You know, we had so much to talk about that we had to break it up, because (laughs) we just knew... That if we if we would have did everything in one episode, it would have been you know probably probably about a two hour three hour episode. So we just like we're gonna save our listeners you know the ear time you know and keep it cute for for everybody. Um, but um, without further ado, we do have a good, we do have a good little show for you guys today. Um, I we definitely are going to talk about some big news that is coming up, some changes that is coming up um, in the in the Ranger community. And also, <laughs> but um, yeah, we have, um, we have the toys that made us. And if you have not seen it, <laughs> you are missing. If, if, well, if you are an avid fan, some of the stuff you probably do know. Um, but I feel like there was a lot of stuff that even like most fans did not know, um, unless you know a lot of stuff like behind the scenes stuff. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, they were spilling some tea. I knew about most of the stuff. Yeah. But obviously they left out some of the, like the real drama with the show because it's, it's primarily about the toys. Exactly. And, and, and I mean, for the most part, I mean, I definitely felt like the to- some of the toy stuff I was not expecting because um, like I, I knew a lot of the show drama. Um, I knew a lot of that. But the toy stuff, I was like, whoa, I had no idea. Um, you know, so guys, give me your feedback. What did you think? I I was surprised, actually. I didn't. Like, I knew, like, uh, Saban relied heavily on the Japanese uh, footage and the Japanese mold for the toys and everything like that. But I was really surprised by how much more was involved and all the behind the the scene with um, the drama that took him to get to where he was or is, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I expected, you know, a nice little documentary. I expected them to... Like go in depth with things, but like wow, with some of the the info from um, just the origins in Japan, um, uh, some of the stuff about um, how uh, there's a connection with Stan Lee to to Power Rangers and to Sentai. Um, I mean, which we kind of uh, knew about, like well, at least the yeah. three of us did. Yeah, I guess um, I guess not everybody knows. I didn't really learn about that until literally maybe like like three four years ago. But that's pretty cool. And then um, Spider Man even has some like an influence because uh, Stan Lee brought Spider Man over to uh, to Japan, and Spider Man had a Mecha, a large robot, which Sentai didn't even have yet. And then that was the the thing that got Sentai to have the Mecha, which of course became Megazords and um and Power Rangers. 
You know, I'm surprised uh, that I never got introduced, like, in the, the actual Spider-Man we now see today with Marvel and stuff like that. Like, that he never ended up getting a Megazord himself. I can understand, just from the stuff that I've seen since I was little, it, you know, he's a, he's a teenager or a college student from New York. Most of his villains are the same size as him. So, him having a giant robot wouldn't exactly make sense unless, you know... Oh, come on. I mean, look at Batman. He has so much things that he does not need. Well, that's a good question. This is very true. If we want to go there, we can go that route. Like, look at Batman, okay? Just say. Like, I could could see if he, um, like, going up against the Rhino, like, if he needed, like, a big suit like uh, Batman did when he went against Superman. But he really didn't. He really doesn't need much. I always got so annoyed when I would see um, like Spider-Man cars or or motorcycles because I'm like, number one, it's not in the show. And for some reason, even when I was little, that bothered me when they had toys of stuff that wasn't in the show. I don't know why. Well, Will, don't you know? It's all about the money. And the I toys know, that I makes know. the money. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if the toys that made us didn't teach you anything, mm-hmm. it is all about the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's all about the toys that makes the money. Oh. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. They they made a majority of the income uh, that was made for, uh, for Power Rangers or from Power Rangers for Time Saban. It came from... The toys, like the toys, sold sold almost a billion, if not a billion dollars, mm-hmm. in in ninety three. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, literally, it was like, it was like once they hit the shelves, they were already gone. Like that's that's how bad, that's how fast they mm-hmm. sold out. Like that is insane. Yeah, and I, um, yeah, go ahead. I rem- um, like I remember. I don't so much remember 93, but I remember um, Christmas of 94. And, and, and um, I can remember like even a little bit before that, because I remember I got the I got the five karate action uh, figures, the eight inch figures. Lucky you. Um, like, I still remember my mom and my big brother taking me there to get them. That was Oh, that's so cool. But um, I remember that Christmas, I remember when they came out with the Thunderzords. And I remember seeing, um, there were so many of them, um, so many of the toys. Like, they even had the risers above the aisles. And, like, the entire freaking aisle, like, on both sides had Power Rangers. Like, I mean, oh, man. Not like that today. It's but, not, <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> nowhere close Yo, I see it today and I think back to when I was little like that is but um uh, what, what else um, what else what else what else there was um it was funny when Saban talked about um having sold it to Disney by mistake uh, it was uh elaborate like, so, basically what happens is that when he was selling a bunch of, like, I don't know what the exact terms for this, so people, please don't come at me. But what I understood was that when he was trying to sell, a, let's just go with properties. He was trying to sell a big chunk of properties to Disney, but he didn't want to sell the Power Rangers to Disney. 
but unfortunately, it was in the contract that all of it would go to Disney. Okay. And he, but by that point, it was already too late. And he, when he was trying to like, you know, backpedal and try to get Power Rangers pulled out of the contract, obviously Disney's like, no, I want, I want everything. It's all of it or none, right? Mm-hmm. And so at this point, he basically had no say but to sell it. And he felt, he felt guilty. He was like, what the heck? I can't believe I just did this. Like, I just sold the thing that made me the most money. Like, made him a billionaire. Yeah, right? So that's what ended up happening was that he ended up selling it by mistake. This whole time, we thought he did it on purpose. But really, it was a minor thing that was in the contract that Disney would have all rights to everything, including the Power Rangers. And that's how he um, ended up giving it back to Disney. Um, that's how he ended up selling it to Disney. And obviously, Disney had the rights for it for the longest time. And then when Disney wasn't making money, Disney was looking to sell. So, of course, here's Savon. He's getting ready. He's getting his popcorn. He's ready to, like, go into a bidding war. Right, right, right. And right. guess what? He was the only one at this war. Yes. That part was so funny because um, I sent a little snippet to you guys. And it reminded me of an ex-boyfriend who's just going to take back um, a, a girl, a, a girl going back to the ex-boyfriend. He's like, "Oh well, nobody else wants you. I'll take you." Right. So yeah, even his smug face, that was so funny. right. Even his, I, I was dying. I was like, "No way!" Like, I remember, like I said, like I don't know the exact terms of like what they called it, but I'm just going with the word property because that's that's how I see it, right? As mm-hmm. essentially selling and a chunk of his property over to Disney, and Disney mm-hmm. basically took it all. But I love that. It was hilarious. He was just like, "I was ready to fight." But nobody was there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, man, like, that's just so crazy. Like, oh, my how God. Big, how big Power Rangers was. And then, you know, just a few years. I guess about a about a decade. It was later, a decade. Yeah. It was a decade, uh, yeah. It, it just, it just, like, there's no bidding for it. And the, it had been around for so long at that point. Well, I think also because yeah. they were losing ratings. They were, they were losing yeah, toy sales. Yeah. They were losing ratings. So at this point, that's why Disney wanted to sell it. Because Disney's like, well, heck, we're not making money. So why are we keeping this? Let's yeah, get, so, let's- so Bond said that um, he saw that they weren't really, you know, utilizing the property well, correctly. Well, not, even, could, not, even, just, back, not, not even just that. So, no, no, totally okay. Not even just that. Saban felt that it wasn't his power just anymore because they weren't fun. They weren't goofy. They were too serious for him. Which doesn't make any sense because he had seasons that were serious. But nonetheless, yet, Disney still did a decent job at, you know, like, releasing all of these. And a lot of us actually end up liking some of these series much more. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was kind of funny that he was like, no, it wasn't fun anymore. It wasn't Power Rangers. And I I didn't, um, I don't know. That was weird um, because I do remember... Seeing some things during the Disney era, and then like when I went back and did research, listening to things about how um, it seemed like they did a great job of promoting certain <coughs> certain earlier seasons of uh, of Power Rangers for for the Disney era, like um, you know, like Ninja Storm or like Dino Thunder, even SPD, and well, then later on, it they kind of. It dwindled a lot because by the time we had RPM, RPM in some in some areas it was airing at like five a.m. in the morning and getting no promotion. 
Oh yeah. It, I mean, even then, like you could tell the amount of promotion started going down after Mystic Force. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty much around that time of um well, first of all, that was around the time of the strike. Mm-hmm. The strike was um happened around that time. Um after Mystic Wait, Force. wait, question question about mm-hmm. that. Since I, I know the union is for for actors, like SAG is for actors. But for a non-union show, that involves the that strike involved the writers too. There's a separate um, thing for the Screenwriters Guild. Okay. Um, so the screenwriters actually um, went on strike. Mm-hmm. So right. that's why a lot of them, if you notice, um, a lot of them, a lot of writers at that time did mm-hmm. not use their real names um, because oh. they were on, they were on strike. So, um, of course, the show still had to be done, but they didn't want to use their real names during the actual thing. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so um, so just, just to go with that, um, that's also another reason why Operation Overdrive suffered because of the strike as well. So, I mean, it, it, like, there was a lot of stuff that happened um, around that time that unfortunately really hurt, um, really hurt Power Rangers, and it also hurt the promotion of the show. I, I would think um, because also too, if you notice, you didn't hardly see any promotion for Operation Overdrive that much. You didn't hardly see any promotion for um, for Jungle Fury, um, and you definitely didn't see any promotion for <laughs> RPM. <laughs> so it was just like you know by that, and plus also too by that point. Um, it was a, it was a lot because the soccer mom started complaining about yeah. so you know saying that it was too violent, it was too this, it was too that. They tried to supplement it with explosions. That wasn't right. enough. Um, the you know, so, yeah, and people tried to blame Bruce Callish for it, but it wasn't exactly his fault. <laughs> so it, it was just like. It, it, it was a lot. Like it was a lot that that made Power Rangers suffer under the hands of Disney, and it wasn't all, from my understanding, and it wasn't all their fault. Um, but they did have to work around that stuff, and the show suffered, I think, because of it. So, um, so at that point, Disney was just like they weren't making no money, so they were like, "We want to get rid of it." Which, I mean, from a business standpoint, I mean, it makes sense. From a business standpoint, but also too at the same time, it's like, well, if you really actually believe in the brand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can make, you <laughs> like, can make something you out of it. Yeah. You can make something out of it, but they were just like, we're done with it. Where it's giving us too many problems. Yeah. So, and I noticed yeah. um, another thing. Um, our friends over at uh, at No Pink Spandex, uh, Lisa, she interviewed the EP. Um, Brian Volkweiss um, and he talked a little bit about the episode, the EP of The Toys That Made Us and he talked a little about a little bit about the episode and um, one of the things that he mentioned was the fact that Saban doesn't do a lot of, uh, of interviews so he was um, really it was really a big deal that he did it but um, one of the, the interesting things was uh, he did mention that Saban had some interest, 
colorful thing to say about the Disney era that's like on the cutting room floor that you know we may or may not find out what those comments were someday but that's that's I do wonder how he really feels about um like that time period especially like it you know he made so much money uh from that series and then um he had mentioned like the last year that they had them, um, Disney had them, they made like 20 million in toys. And of course, Saban made hundreds of millions with them. So, right. Uh, it being like a money game and, in, in, you know, in his industry, he has to have some ideas about that. Right. So, and I mean, an- another thing that I also found very interesting um, with, with it as well. Um, is just the fact that cars just does not work with power. <coughs> oh, I right find right. that so interesting. Um, it, you would think that because we as Americans, we you know we do things. We like like cars is something that you know is is something that everybody sees, everybody uses. Relatable. Mythical. Yeah, like it's not mythical or anything or anything like that. And it's like cars and, you know, emergency vehicles is like nobody wants that. Well, that's like, the problem. Well, well that's the problem, like, right? Because, like, it was too normal. The, like, the whole idea of power, so they are the super being with powers, right? So people love the idea of it. I think that's what, like, what really um, sold the brand originally was the fact that it's these teenagers with powers that can essentially defend Earth. They're the one that has, you know, they get, they get to handle all the mystical stuff, all the unknown stuff, while we humans decide that we want to be selfish and, you know, live our life be in ignorancy, right? Like, oh, we don't have to worry about these magical robots and, and these random beings attacking us because we got the Power Rangers and they're magical because they'll save us. Well, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, like in the terms of like cars, like, no. you know, like for, for example, Turbo, Turbo didn't do well at all. Oh, like, no, they in, did in not. Turbo just did not do well. They did not. Um, and then even Lightspeed Rescue, their toy sales dropped. Yeah, that that um, really, that kind of surprised, that kind of surprised me when they brought that up because I never had really heard about that before. But, you know, like, uh, they had a real uptick with space in Lost Galaxy right. as far as popularity and toy sales. And then I, I, I guess it did make sense that they had a little another little dip. But light light speed that and you know what? You know what? That was the year that I stopped watching. I I, I watched all of I watched all of um light speed. I was like I was ten years old that, that year. And I remember my mom <coughs> I don't know why she showed me my Christmas present so early, but I guess she noticed that I wasn't really into Power Rangers like that anymore, and she has <laughs> showed me she got me a Megazord from ah. um, from Lightspeed, and she asked, "Do you really want this?" And then I said, uh, "I don't really like Power Rangers that much anymore," and I ended up getting a PlayStation. You know what? One. I I can relate. <laughs> I can definitely relate to that because I for myself. I also remember like Lightspeed Rescue being my last season, not because it was by choice. For some strange reason, now, um, now that Brent is telling us about the strike and everything, they this might actually have a big reason behind it. 
Because I know this is like, was this part of Disney or before Disney? I can't remember. This was before. Okay. So was this be right before they head into the Disney era? Mm, you could say uh, that because they had, they had yeah. Time Force next. Yeah, and then yeah, Wild yeah. Force was, uh, by the time they did Wild Force, they had did the deal with Disney. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was still produced in America, but it was technically owned oh. by, uh, by Disney. Okay. Right. I think I kind of remember now. I did remember watching Wild Force. I love Wild Force. I remember watching Time Force. Love Time Force. But at some point, now I'm not sure about the American side, but in the Canadian side, they I thought they were gonna like you know how every year they release new seasons uh, and we get excited and all, and all that greatness, right? But one year, they didn't release new set of ranges for us, and obviously I was too young to understand what was happening. They kept replaying Lightspeed Rescue. It was right, mm. if I remember correctly, I, you're right about the Wild Force and Time Force. It was, it was shortly after them because I remember watching right through and I see those two seasons. And, and and then when the new year came, I thought, oh, perfect, like new season of Power Rangers. Like, this is awesome. But then, no, it was Lightspeed Rescue again. And oh, wow. yeah, I have no idea what happened there, but they did Lightspeed Rescue. So I thought, okay, maybe it was a glitch. Obviously, poor Lolina watches the entire season again. It was not a glitch. Mm. <laughs> and you can only imagine because we used to have to get up in the morning, get to our TV. It wasn't PVR. It wasn't on Netflix. You know, these chosen these days, man. They have no idea how lucky they are. No, for real. Right? But, um, so I obviously, poor Lolina had to watch Lazy Rescue. And then when it ended, of course, I'm like, oh, yes, this is perfect. New season of Rangers is going to come. No. Lightspeed Rescue all over again. <laughs> oh my god. So let me tell you. I've never heard that before. Wow. Yeah, I don't like I said I don't know what happened like whether wh whether it's the uh, like the rest of the world that happened with or was it just the Canadian side like what the situation was. But all I remember is that by the time I was done my third time of Lightspeed Rescue, I hated Lightspeed Rescue. <laughs> wow. I oh, hated no. Lightspeed Rescue. I mean, obviously, now that I look back on it, I'm like, nah, Rhett is still hot, Dana's still hot, I still like everyone on the cast, but then I hated it, because it was like, you have to remember, three, you know, Lil Lita had to watch this three times. <laughs> like, not by choice, because, you know, no internet, no, no, uh, what's it called, like, yeah, no, 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 like, 411 on what's happening. Yeah, actually, at the time there was no internet. Like it was just slowly. It was like OL, no AOL, AOL and dial-up. Oh, you guys remember that? <laughs> well, I mean, now you know how we. Well, now you know how I feel with Mighty Morphin when they used to do those power playbacks on Fox Kids. Oh, oh my God! Like I was like, if I see another episode of Grumblebee, I will scream. Like I, I can't, I can't do this. I, I can't. I think at that point, at that point, I didn't even, um, I didn't even care. Like when they would show those, um, I, I because because they were like old. It was, it was like, oh yay, they're showing the old ones, but it's old. I don't need to watch this. Uh, I, I, I was, I was annoyed. I'm like, but I, that can't. That can't be worse than how they would play King for a Day on Fox Family. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh what my you god. Will not do, what you will not do is you will not talk about my zeal like that. That this is that's what but you will do. It's it's 
that one episode <coughs> over and over and I will over. watch things for a day really? over and over and over and over again. I do uh, not care. I, I mean, it was a good episode, feel, definitely. But damn. No, I don't even care if it was a bad episode. If it's Zio, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> you have to remember, because Tanya's in it. Hello. Right? Oh, right. You, you, like, you forgot oh. the main reason why? <laughs> How could you? I mean, even I knew that. Oh my gosh, but no, uh, but no, for real. I, I, like, anytime they showed any reruns of any older season, I was just over it. Um, but other than that, I mean, the toys that made us, it was great. I, I really liked it um, for the most part. I mean, like I said, a lot of the stuff I was very shocked by, especially with the toys. Um, the drama, I already knew. Um, but the toy stuff was very interesting. I was like, holy crap. Um, but moving right along. Oh, shout out to Margaret Lesh. She's amazing. Yes. Yes. She is the, she is the savior of Power Rangers. Um, if, you do, if you do not know who Margaret Lesh is, um, brief recap. So, Margaret Lesh, she, is, she was one of the Fox of was she or something like that? I she was know. like a, like an, an executive level. Yes. Um. She basically. Um. So basically, originally Stanley approached her with the idea. Um. And it was. Uh, I want to say it was an. It was Sun Vulcan that he approached her with. And if you do not know, Sun Vulcan is Tayo Sentai Sun Vulcan. Um. It's an earlier Sentai. Um, he approached her with this idea, and she showed the executives at Fox. They were like, eh, eh, no, this is horrible. Um, and, it was, and that was actually the earliest iteration of, um, of Power Rangers ever to be shown in the United States. Um, what, what, well, let me take that back. What could, could, what could have potentially have been Power Rangers? Um, then, time Saban years later, found coincidentally Margaret um, and introduced to her Sentai again. But this time he introduced Bioman. Um, and that's where we got the treatment and the, um, and the pilot for Bioman that never actually um, that we never actually saw, which is probably sitting on the cutting room floor somewhere. Um, and once again, Fox was like eh eh which actually the if you if you look at the if you if you look at the names and stuff on bioman a lot of those names were reused for power rangers um so that's a cute little side note there um and then then heim saban started again because he was not going to give up <laughs> and he brought Yo, that man did not give up. I will give. I really give him kudos for that. Like, I was like, yo, I thought, like the way he was going, like the way he was going on in the interview too. I just thought, wow, he fought really hard for this, like really hard. He believed in it so yeah. much, and he had that smug smile too while he was telling us. <laughs> right, but you know, it, it's just like he did it. He, he tried it again. This time it was with Kyoto Sentai Judanja. And this time it worked, you know, and that's how we were able to get the iconic 
um, dinosaurs that we know and love. And if it wasn't for her basically being like, no, I'm going to show this. And and that deal she cut with the affiliates because like the affiliates did not want to do it. So she said, you are going to get a lot. That's a piece of it. That's a piece of it. Um, The affiliates, the deal only arose only because of the fact that when they showed it, immediately people loved it. Like off the first second, the um, the viewers immediately loved it. So that deal was struck where the affiliates of Fox um, had shareholders of the toys. So any so all the money that the toys made and everything. That was the first time ever in history that the affiliates and all of those people got a cut right. of all that money that the toys made. So all those billions and billions of dollars, everybody had a piece of. So that was like the first and only time in history that that one of the only times in history that that's ever happened. Um, and that happened with Power Rangers. So, I mean, it. And, you know, like I said, it's thanks to Margaret, because if she didn't basically go, no, I'm going to do this. <clears throat> and basically was like she risked her job. Like, basically, mm-hmm. you know, her bosses was like, look. If this doesn't work, you're out of a job. Like, that's it. You know, and her whole livelihood was riding on this show. And for the fact that the first second, as soon as, you know, the first second dropped, people loved it. You know, it was like, holy crap, like, my job is saved. And I just put a whole millions and millions of dollars in these people's pockets. You know, so, you know, it's like... You kind of have to say if it wasn't for... I mean, I know a lot of people give props to Heim, but you can't really give props to Heim without giving props to Margaret. You know, so shouts out to her, to the real MVP. Um, You know, Margaret Lynch, gotta love her. Um, But kind of sliding in, transitioning um, with people creating stuff. Don't we got uh, some creation stuff going on, Lena, with the Ranger thing? Absolutely. So because we got, you know, so busy with last episode that we get a chance to add this one in. Um, you all remember Brian Krenson, who obviously Billy's named after and Zordon in the 2017 movie. He actually released a book um, a few months ago, if not maybe longer. It's an autobiography of his life, and it's actually kind of cool. In the uh, book, I got a glimpse of it, and it actually looks like he's writing from each character that he ever played, point of view. So the book Ooh. starts out, yeah, the book starts out with him as Walter White, and it talks about how his thoughts were, what his thoughts were when he basically killed, um, what's that chick's name? Um, the one that played Jessica Jones. Kristen, Kristen Ritter. Yeah, her character, um, who was dating um, Aaron Paul in the uh, TV series. I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen Breaking Bad, but essentially the scene is that she was interfering with the relationship with Walter White and um, Jesse Pinkman. So Walter knew he had to get rid of her somehow, but he didn't know how. And the best way that it actually came into his um, lap was that she was high on, I believe, cocaine, 
I'm not very good with drugs, so I don't know the difference. Um, <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Um, but she ended up, but, I, uh, but what I understand was that if you're high on drugs, you have to put somebody on their side. So when they throw up, they don't choke on their own vomit. And so what ended up happening was that she started throwing up. And all, all Walter White had to do was turn to her side, and she would obviously like just vomit to the side, and she'd be okay. But instead, he left her on her back, and she ended up choking on her own vomit, and then died. And that's how Jesse Pigment lost his uh, girlfriend in the Breaking Bad series. And I'm sorry if I ruined that for you, but it's been a really long time. If you guys haven't seen it yet, that's not my fault. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> and so in the book, the first uh, page actually talks about his thoughts on it, what, what was going through his mind while he was looking at her, debating whether or not he should save her life. So I thought that was really interesting, and obviously, like, at least into different parts, too. So it was kind of cool, because from what I can understand, it's just, like, different parts of his characters, their set of mind, what they were going through at that time, and, of course, himself as well. And because he loves his co-star so much, Aaron Paul, the two of them decided to get together and created a liquor. It is called... How do I say it again, guys? Dos Armanos. Dos Armanos. Dos Okay. I, like I'm, two men, two men in Spanish. Is that what it means? Yeah. Look, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sorry. My Spanish, my Spanish is rusty, so I think those were their name. I mean, you know what? I'll go with it. Hey, I mean, you, you, you <laughs> seem to know better than me. So, you know, I'll go with that, you know. Um, but yeah, so basically, it's actually really cool. You guys, you guys should totally check out their Instagram page. They, they got these really cool like beachy vibe um, um shots out of this they look so you know so groomed so professional and this band essentially just came together all because they wanted to work closely together again it's such a cute little bromance so i thought that was super cute but unfortunately oh. it's not available in canada so i can't order it but oh. right but um but i think it's in selected uh, places in america and from what I last checked, it's it's not bad for this pricing. It's about I think sixty two dollars per bottle, Canadian I believe or U.S. I I could be wrong actually. I don't even know now. I didn't look at that carefully. But anyways, so should you guys want to check out their brand? You guys should. I heard it's really good. I would love to try it. Should I ever go and visit again? Which I most likely will. I don't know why I said it like that. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um. Becky G actually finally released her first ever album. It is a collection of all her other songs that she's released over the years. And she released a whole new handful of more, like, sorry, new handful of music that has never been released before in the past solely for this album. And Ooh. yeah, so it's really cool. Like, um, she made music video to all of these um, songs too as well. So it's all online if you guys want to check it out. It, I'm going to get Brennan to help me out here. The, I, don't, I can't pronounce the album. Malosanto. Malosanto. Oh, look at you. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> look at you. I like that. I like that. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I've listened to half the album already. And of course, a lot of her older songs, um, like Solo and, and all the other ones are on there as well too. So like, you guys will actually recognize it. And of course, a whole new series of songs. And, 
she did an interview on it and these are songs that she's written that they're very close to her they're very personal so it's really kind of cool to see that to see how she's matured so much over the years and even just from like oh and for those of you guys who don't know becky g is from 2017 movie she played trini and even from that year like at like this, that was kind of the year she was she was slowly getting bigger and bigger, and even seeing her from that point up until now, she has matured so much. She's done so much with her life and released crazy music while she's traveling, and it's kind of cool because like I think I feel like almost every other week or every other month she's released a new song. She has a new collaboration with a different artist. I think the last song that I really like was called Chicken Noodle Soup, and she collaborated with J Hope from uh bts a yep, korean BTS. yeah a korean um pop band i said pop k-pop okay K-pop, yep. mm. okay i'm like i'm like please don't hurt me i i don't i listen to it not enough to know the difference yet uh, but i'm getting there my first sister of all you will not do bts like that i went to two of their concerts ah! I <laughs> i'm so sorry I'm so sorry. I love BTS. I'm yes, so sorry. Correct. <laughs> I, I did not have to read you, but yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So this is a really good song. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, you guys totally should. And for those of you who out there who did a TikTok video to that song, y'all did a great job. Because she reposts them and man, I can't even tell the difference between the music video and the real people that are like doing the TikTok videos to their song. It's really good. Anyways, moving on, this is just um, a little side thing that I, I picked up while I was watching a bunch of Netflix because that's just what I do with my life. I just watch a lot of Netflix and <laughs> going back to the that 20th, depressing. pardon? So that sounds depressing. <laughs> no, no, not really. Like I actually watch it mostly because it's winter here in Canada, right? So like today it's like negative 16 degrees with the wind chill. Oh. So you bet, you bet your rear end I'm not leaving my home for anybody unless it's work because i need to get paid no. oh. <laughs> be like, um, y'all this job ain't that important but <laughs> you know i wish right i wish i could say that you know and sadly it pays the bills and yeah. bill hander is that how i pronounce his last name bill hater yep hater okay so for those of you who don't know he played Alpha in the 2017 movie. I know a lot of people from 2017 is making it out here today. But, <laughs> but he was in the Mindy Project and he played Mindy's boyfriend who was a, um, a dentist as well too. He, they also made a sex tape. So y'all need to watch that if you want to know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love that like really awkward silence. Um <laughs> <laughs> like um <laughs> I don't know I just got to season 2 last night and the last few episodes um, the last episode well the last few episodes but the one last episode that he was actually in he makes guest appearance here and there he's not really in the entire show but he was definitely in episode 1 and obviously he shows up here and there and um the last few episodes I watched he was in it as well but he was in it because there, uh, Mindy ends end up being on Pornhub or like not exactly Pornhub but like something like a Pornhub and she's trying to figure out how the heck did that end up there and obviously the person who leaked it happened to be the only other person who has the tape and happened to be Bill Hader who was her ex-boyfriend at the time that she made the video with 
right? Y'all have to watch that. I might give you any more details. But I thought that was cool, though, to mention because um, Bill Hatterson, like, haters in a lot of stuff that we always forget he is in. And I figure I'm watching the Mindy Project. He's in it. Worth the mention. The other yeah. guy I want to mention, and this will be my last one for tonight because, you know. Do you all remember Psycho Black from Power Rangers in Space? Yes. Yes. Michael Mays? Yep. He is a Mr. Robot on Amazon Prime. Oh. That's not on USA anymore? I'm not sure about the USA, but it's on Amazon Prime. That's how I'm able to watch it. Oh, it's probably... Okay, never mind, never mind. I got you guys. Got you. Yeah, and... um. I don't know, I don't know, um, I did not know he was in it until one day I was watching it, and for some odd reason, I was like, why does that guy look so familiar? Like, I, I don't understand, why does he look so familiar? Like, I've seen him before, right? And long behold, while I was on Instagram, he posted a photo of himself sitting on a Canadian TTC with the exact same freaking ad that I was looking at all day long going to work. And he mentions that he's in Toronto. And I'm like, what? But anyways, totally side note. I just totally thought that was fun to mention. But he is in Mr. Robot. And he plays the bad guy, which I thought was kind of amusing because he is the bad guy in Power Rangers in Space. So yeah, so that, that thought that would be a fun share for those of you who is interested in Mr. Robot and did not pick that up or did pick that up but didn't realize that was him. So now you know. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> now, speaking of now you know, this is going to be something that I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all do know. <laughs> Bad <laughs> that segue. evil laugh. <laughs> Bad segue. I know. I, I'm stuck in that segue today. Um, but... This this bit of news here <laughs> was so far out left field. <laughs> it just I don't even know how to even say it. Like so literally it was like so I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell y'all a quick story because I, I feel like that's the only way that I can actually get this get this story out. So I was minding my own lowly business at work. Were you really? Uh. Well, <laughs> for those of you who know me, I'm constantly on my phone at work. But that's not the point. <laughs> that is not the point. Lena, you will not out me on this podcast. I do do work, y'all. I really do. Uh. But <laughs> while I was at work. Uh-huh. Go on. Um, you know, I was just minding my little old business. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, typing away, typing away, and also on my phone at the same time, and I'm scrolling down on Facebook, and I see a cute little article. How cute? And I'm like, it, it, was, it was cute. It was cute. Hmm. Cute little article. And I'm like, hmm, what's this? I click on the article and it is from the the Illuminati. Illuminati. Um, 
No. <laughs> little side, little little thing behind that. So the Illuminati is, is Joe from that hashtag show. For those of you who do not know, um, Joe, it, he's interviewed so many people in the industry, from directors to writers of movies to the actors. Like, Joe is huge in the industry as far as um, interviewing and stuff like that. And um, he's also got, he also has some connects who gave us some information, some rumors um, that some of them did not come true. And some of them did, but you know, they were kind of a mixed bag. Um, but for the most part, uh, some of the stuff that he, um, that he mentioned on, um, with their, with their, um, their podcast and their product, um, that hashtag show did come true. Um, so he went ahead and he went out on his own and he started the Illuminati, which the article featured a, once again, this is a rumor. So I don't want nobody saying, no, this is not correct. This is not right. Listen, this is a rumor. Once again, this is a rumor. But from what he says, he is stating that. In Japan, currently, the current Sentai in Japan right now, Ryu Soldier is going to be the next season of Power Rangers to be produced after Beast Morphers. So, apparently, according to him, according to him, his sources, his sources are saying that they are going to literally skip four years, for <laughs> four seasons of Super Sentai, which includes future one that nobody wants to see pretty much uh, <laughs> I mean there, there there is a lot of fans who do want to see Tokyo adapted um, based on the um, based on the little chart that I put on 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 our page um, uh, and people are still commenting either week even weeks later like people are still like I want to see Tokyo I want to see Juoger you know um, but for, for the most part people really don't like Tokyo but um, they, they're skip. Apparently, according to this rumor, they're skipping Tokyo-ger, they're skipping Zhuo-ger, they're skipping Q Ranger, and they're skipping Lupin Ranger versus Pato Ranger. Now, something to be said about this because the reason why this is so this is such a thing is because Ryu Soldier is currently airing right now, literally. Um, they haven't even hit their season finale yet as of this recording. Um, as of this recording, I want to say they're on episode 44. Um, so this is huge because we're skipping several seasons, which means that if this does happen, they might, you know, pull a, you know, a Beast Morphers and come back to maybe Zhuoger or something like that, you know, the following year or something like that. But the fact that we're going that we're skipping all of these seasons and going straight to another dinosaur theme season is very interesting. One, and I mean, honestly, my personal opinion, don't really care for a real soldier like that, but I mean, that's just me, but they're, they're going and doing another dinosaur season. And according to him, his reasoning for them skipping Q Ranger is weird, and I and I and I want us to talk about this because 
to me, and I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to read you exactly what he's saying um, with the with the Q Ranger stuff. Um, so in the article, he he actually quotes and he actually quotes. It's worth noting that Hasbro isn't interested in Q Ranger because of the large roster of Rangers and the Yellow Ranger's outward pointing helmet being a serious safety hazard, and felt that it would be too hard to get around. Now, let that digest. <laughs> that sounds extremely stupid. <laughs> I said let it digest, Lena. <laughs> I'm, so I'm sorry. That's like the only thing that's screaming at my mind right now. What the fudge did I just hear? And why was it even said? Why are people even allowed to read this? Or even hear this? Like what? <laughs> Apparently, that's what the source says. Now, now, I, for me, <laughs> I, I find it like Lena. <laughs> I also do find it stupid. But first of all, let let's dissect this quote here. Let's let's dissect this because. I just want to. I just. I just want to state how weird this is. How how weird this sounds. So they're not interested in the, in Q Ranger because of the large roster of Rangers. Okay. First of all, did they not see Dino Charge? <laughs> like, I mean, look, like Dino yeah, Charge yeah. literally featured like nine nine Rangers. Like, boom, there you go. Like, it was one of the largest ranger groups we've ever had and um Judd Lynn I think did a decent job with putting people in you know creating characters that you know some got more development than others but for the most part each character you knew who they were you know um you know, and, and I think he did a good with that. And Q Ranger literally only had like maybe three more characters than than Dino Charge. Than Dino Charge. Um, so I feel like that wouldn't be too hard to get around because even then, Q Ranger, if they actually looked at Q Ranger, and I'm I'm pro I'm probably speaking now to the Sentai fans and the people who watch the Sentai. Um, because I'm pretty sure most Power Ranger fans have no idea what Q-Ranger is. But please look it up. It's called, um, uh, I want to say it's, um, uh, Uchu Sentai Q-Ranger. Um, please look it up. It's a great season. Um, but even then, the show never actually utilized all the characters at once. They always separated them. And kind of gave each, you know, each character that or tried to give each character to shine. Because, I mean, honestly, yellow and green just got nothing to do for a whole 50 episodes. But, um, for the most part, I mean, they pretty much tried to make everybody, aside from Lucky, the Red Ranger, just, you know, he had everything in the world to do. But everybody else, they kind of tried to give them at least characterization. You know, at least so you'll know who they are. Um, and I think they, for the most part, they did a decent job. 
So, and, and also, too, not everybody was in every episode. So I just think that that can be done. You know, if, if Dino Charge is able to do it, that, you know, they could be able to do it with Q-Ranger. That's my thing. And then also that the, the Yellow Ranger, the thing being too, the helmet being too pointy, the toy can literally just be rounded out. Like, it, it yeah. doesn't have to be pointed. You know, like, that, that's BS. I, I, I feel like you have to call it the way it is. That's straight BS. Like, you can just round it out and call it a day. Um, so thoughts, guys, like, what do you guys think? Well, you know, they can't round that out because then they can't use the uh, footage anymore. Well, no, I mean, like, the actual toy. Oh, yes. Yeah, like, I mean, the helmet oh, yeah, on the show, right. it can be as pointy as they want to be, you know. Oh, yeah, but, that's right. But the toy, yeah, I mean, so round it out. Right, round it out was issues. Isn't that what they have always done with um, the toys from Japan? Like, remember how they were talking about in the toys that made us that they took the models from Japan that had the same toys, but because it was too sharp for U.S. or for North America, they found it up. Exactly. So you're right. What is the issue? Exactly. That I mean, it goes back to my main point. That sounds stupid. AF. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was not. <clears throat> Honestly, I just wasn't the the reasoning behind it was just very it was weird. I I, I didn't I, I don't know if I actually really believe the reasoning behind it. What but Well how accurate is, is this like like source? That's the thing. Of course, you know, he wasn't able to reveal his source. Um which I mean that's understandable. But dealing with that kind of medium and that kind of spoiler, just the fact that that even got out and it, 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 it is is big. Like that uh -huh. is that's huge. So you need to have um, a source to back yourself up because you know fans like us is going to be making episodes about this or having like a whole breakout <laughs> on the internet about this. So. So you know, I'm just saying, like, people need to have like, a, like at least a legitimate backup. You know, something that really does say, "This is what this is. This is where I got it from. This is as reliable as we're gonna get." There we go. You all can say what you need to say about it, but this is the real reason, you know. But you can't come at us with this and be like, "Yeah, I can't review my source." Sorry. Well, I mean, it, well. Also, to to protect that person because, like I said, this is this is this is huge. Like this is really. Of big course, thing. you need to protect that person because then I think that person would be killed if we found out who said it. Exactly. Well, he well he would be out of a job, and, and you know that literally Hasbro. I'm pretty sure if that if this is true, if this is true, Hasbro is like locking it down. They probably bringing out the hounds, probably trying to find out. Probably grabbing people's phones, like who you talking to? Like probably looking at these emails. Like I mean, they are probably losing their minds because it's like this kind of information is like it, it's so it's so huge, especially to, to to us because everybody. This is around the time period that everybody wants to know who's what's going to be the next season of Power Rangers. 
Like this is this is the this is the time where all of us want to know, you know, um, and the fact that this is has technically this is going to be Hasbro's first solo ever. Like we're actually doing this under there's no acquisition going on. Like this is literally our first season ever that we're going to be producing on our own. Mm-hmm. You know, with no help from anybody from previous seasons or anything like that. We're solely doing it on our own. Mm -hmm. This is their first season and it gets outed like that. You know, like that's intense. You know, so I mean, for him to come out with that, you know, just and and also too to add to this, he also wrote in in one of his articles. In, in the article, wrote that um, basically saying that, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing here, basically saying you guys should believe me because of my because of my track record. Well, yeah, and Will. to me, it's kind of like that's ballsy. I was just going to say that because, like. I remember from even having a conversation with you, not all of his stuff is accurate. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because if we remember correctly. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm you not know, trying to out anybody. Just, just, you know. Just, you know, because let us rewind. Let's go back into time real quick. <clears throat> I know we remember. That he said that Johnny Yombosh and Nakiba Reese was going to be in Dimensions in Danger. I, I know y'all remember that. Because I got hyped. Because I just knew it was going to be Zio forever in Dimensions um, I was skeptical. And I'm glad I was. Because I, 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 mean, I mean, we all know. Yeah, you know, well, mm-hmm. and I that remember. Uh, John, I remember people asked Johnny, and he even said, "Well, last time I checked, I got invited, but that was it." Right, right. And, and was I mean, that I mean, an was that an invite from like the last time, or was it? No, recently, like, like it was for the uh, dimensions or what have you. And some, oh yeah, and then something happened. Yeah, because like uh, I'm not sure if you recall, but like a lot of rangers actually came out. And had mentioned that they also got the uh, letter asking them to come back. And um, and it was like, I remember a lot of rangers came up saying the same thing. I can't remember, I obviously can't name all of them right now at the top of my yeah, head. Yeah. But I remember there was like a, a swarm of them and it was exciting because we were like, oh my god, like that's so cool. Like it's been so long since we've seen literally most of these rangers. And the fact that they're going to have them all in one episode, it's a big game changer too, right? So they all said they all got the invite. We're all excited about that. And then Radio Silent. We heard nothing, nothing further on the situation, nothing further on who was actually going, who wasn't going. And then the and then at the same time, the people who did get invited, just as many people that got invited, was also as many people that said that they did not get invited. And then also, too, we were all being salutes and trying to figure out who is in New Zealand and who wasn't. Yeah. Clearly, <laughs> there was pictures of them popping up like, Ooh, I'm in. I'm on the plane. Yeah, like they were not. Yeah. They were not sly. 
because I'm not gonna lie, like I was all over Catherine Sutherland's Instagram. I was all over Steve Cardenas' Instagram. Like, what's going on? Where y'all going? You know what I'm saying? Oh like, my god, <laughs> I was over everybody's Instagram. I was like, y'all, they're all going like, and they weren't even sly about it either. Like they. They would make some kind of stupid excuse, but like it wouldn't fit into what they were doing, and they'll expose something. Then they realize they exposed us. They, you know, they, um, like they mentioned something by mistake. Then they try to backtrack. Y'all, they were sly. I mean, it, I mean, they they did the best they could. I mean, but it, it's just funny how, like, we originally thought that certain people were going to be there, and then it turns out, you know, for whatever circumstances or just lack of you know correct information on their part that on, on um the hashtag shows part that you know those people weren't there because obviously Nikia wasn't there johnny wasn't there nope. um and, and other people that he, they listed wasn't there um so you know it like i said like it's a mixed bag of stuff that sometimes is correct and sometimes it's not but that's the fact that he just mentioned that, you know, I've never been wrong, like, for the most part, and, you know, all, all my stuff is pretty much correct. It's like, mm-hmm. eh, you know, that's, that's kind of ballsy for you to say. Um, and then also, too, to add to that, um, I just kind of feel like there's so many ways that he could have went about it without actually being like, you guys really do have to trust me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, there's ways to report stuff and there's ways to get the news out there without it sounding like, you know, it it just sounded, the way he, that 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 last paragraph that he used, that that last paragraph that he he wrote, basically trying to validate what he was saying, just it really threw off to me. It really threw off the whole article at that point, um, and it made me question the validity of his actual statement, you know, and mm-hmm. and his and this actual rumor. And well, also, too, right after that, a couple of days later, Jason Bischoff <laughs> literally tweeted, you know, like basically, you know don't believe everything you hear. You know, these are, these are rumors, you know, and not every rumor is rooted in fact, basically. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, even Jason Bischoff, who is, you know, originally, you know, was working with the brand um, before he left, you know, even he came out about it. So it's just like, I just kind of feel like if, if this is true, if this is true, he might have jumped the gun a little bit. Um, but then again, if it is true, then, hey, you know, I mean, he probably made a name for himself. But at the same time, is is making, how can I put it? Is making a name for yourself that important to where you're risking outing someone and risking someone's job? Because that's basically kind of what he did. Oh yeah. Um, with this, with airing this, you know, with with letting this news out, well, like not even just that, but like I find out with his stuff in general, though, like he tends to going back to your earlier point where he might have outed this too quickly or too early. He, I 
find personally myself, he often does that. He often yeah. jumps the gun before it's even anything, before it's even said. And like I think even like a perfect example of that, like relating back to our last episode where um remember when they were mentioning the movie collaboration and you know who was gonna be in it, what was it gonna be about, and you know, all this stuff. I remember he released an article on it too going on about a whole bunch of stuff as well and I just thought well again you have to remember this is only they just haven't even gone through the negotiation yet we we don't even know if it's been made yet like we don't even, like it's not sorry not that we don't know it has not been confirmed that it will be made for all we know through the talks through the negotiation it might not even it might not be amount to anything you know so right. like but I find with him he tends to jump the gun and you're right though like I don't know what his like main goal is. If, if he is really trying to make a name for himself, but he's also like proven himself to be extremely um, unreliable as time is going on, with more and more that he's releasing. Yeah, it just kind of sometimes kind of seems like he's jumping the gun a lot, and and, and that's why I'm just like, especially me being a journalist and with me being an ex journalist because I was a journalist at one point. Um, with me working in um, a small small market journalism business, it's always important to make sure you have all the tea before you know uh -huh. you go out and you start stating stuff. Uh -huh. You know, it's very important that you have all the facts mm -hmm. um, and proof and, too. You need to show the receipts. People want receipts. Right. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's a, it's a touchy situation, and I just feel like. That's uh, that's a little, that's a little. Ugh. Um, but and also too, to also kind of piggyback off of rumors. Now, this might not actually be a rumor. This might actually be a rumor, quote unquote. <laughs> um, still lingo here. Um, Lisa, Lisa J, don't kill me. But <laughs> um, this might actually be a true thing. So Simon Bennett, Simon Bennett, um, now if you guys do not know, Simon Bennett directed, coincidentally, Dimensions in Danger, um, but he also, but he also did, um, Dimension, uh, Dimension, <laughs> he also directed um, a couple episodes in Ninja Steel, um, and he also directed a couple episodes in, um, in Beast Morphers as well. Um, this man has actually taken over as executive producer for Power Rangers, which we do not know. I mean, word has not come out yet about, you know, if Judd Lynn has left or anything like that. But it's very rare that, I've, that I think we've ever seen two men do EP on the show like that. Um, I know, um, I want to say Jackie Marchman did with, uh, with but other than that, I like, I remember Judd Lynn actually not, um, doing any, doing EP. Well, not, um, uh, coming back on the show for EP only because of the fact, well, not, well, not, because, not coming back to the show as a writer, 
because of the fact that he would only be writing and he would just only be writing in L.A. and he didn't have his hands in it in New Zealand. And that because that happened around Samurai. So because originally Judd Lynn was supposed to come back and write for Samurai, but he turned it down. Um, and then he came and he came back for Dino Charge as EP and he was the full executive producer and he wrote a lot of the stuff as well. So I don't really, I, I feel like in my heart of hearts, I do believe that Judd Lynn is gone. Um, I, I don't know for sure. Like, like I said, word hasn't come out yet for, for sure. Um, completely validating that. But um, like I said, I do believe that it does kind of seem like Judd Lynn is gone. Um, but if he is, I pose a question to you guys. Do you think that the show is going to benefit or be better or if anything's going to change with this? Or do you, do you think this changes for the bad? What, what do you think? Well, um, I think it's uh, we have to wait and see situation just because this is um, I guess we're going to have it be fully Hasbro pretty soon so so by the time that he by the time that he takes for the will be um, it'll be next year so it'll be completely Hasbro with no um, Saban influence so um, what they ask of him may be completely different than, you know, what Saban has, um, asked of Judd Lynn and the other, um, uh, the other showrunners. So, like, you know, he could be able to have some fun and do, you know, take it into a different direction. But, but like I said, like, like, that's very possible just because, uh, you know, the people running the show will be different next year compared to what we've had the last um, eight years. Right. And, I mean, also, too, I, I do want to throw this out here as well. Judd Lynn actually did, his first EP role was actually RPM. Um, he was EP for the second half um, of RPM when he took over after Eddie Gazillion um, was let go by Disney. Um, he took over afterwards. So I kind of feel like, and, and I also kind of feel like this is where the Beast Morphers influence came from. Because, I mean, Beast Morphers literally is kind of RPM. Um, it's kind of like RPM part two. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of feel like this is, I feel like it might be, like, like you said, you know, it, it's one of those things that we just got to wait and see on. Um, I did look at his reel, his director reel, and I don't know if any, any of you guys did that, um, but it's on IMDb. Just type in his name, Simon Bennett, um, and he has his director reel on there. Check it out. Like, it's, he has some stuff in there that actually he directed, I want to say, Shortland Street, a couple of episodes of Shortland Street. And actually, Pua Magasiva's brother was in one of the shows that he directed. Um, so you see a lot of Pua's brother in in the reel, which I thought was really cute. 
Um, and, and I don't know, like, I I would say definitely look at this director reel. I mean, it has some Ninja Steel stuff in there. Um, and just look at his work. I mean, I, I think that I think that Power Rangers is probably going to be very fun, probably very light, um, based on his director reel. I mean, like I said, it had, may not have nothing to do with his his style, as in, you know, him being an EP, but just based on his director reel, I think that it's, it, he probably is going to go for a more lighter tone, probably, um, with the show. So, I mean, we can only we can only hope we can only wait and see um, what's going to happen. But you know, like like you said, it's one of those things that we just got to wait and see on. Lena, what you think? Um, pretty much exactly what you guys are thinking, because like you know, we've we've been so up and down with the show based on who had taken over and who's been writing it that only time will tell. I mean, from so far, you're right. Like these more friends been really good. It's basically RPM part two. And I'm loving it because I love RPM. So we'll have to wait and see before we can make our full full judgment on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's just one of those things where my my biggest fear, and I, and I know I've said this on the, I've said this a couple times between us. I don't know what I said it on the podcast, but I know I've said it a couple times between us. Um, it's just I'm ready to see the show. <laughs> climb that ladder again because it, it, it started out like after I want to say as, as the show progressed and as we got older the show got older along with us Yeah, and I feel like it mm-hmm. regressed when it was sold to Disney it regressed but it was still, it was still they still produced great content but it was kind of stagnant to a point where it was like we we were getting up there and then boom we just yeah. stopped. You know, and then when Saban bought it back, we regressed all the way back to like three and up. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And it's just kind of like, where is this audience now? You know, like it's not even to like a seven year old now. I mean, honestly, my niece who is like ten years old, like I sat down with her during Christmas and we were, you know, flipping through channels and I turned on Power Rangers on Netflix, quick story. And I just turned on Power Rangers on Netflix and I was like, have you been watching Power Rangers lately? And she's like, no. And I was like, oh, well, let's watch like a more, you know, more recent season, you know, let's see, let's see what you like it. So like, I just experimented with her. I was just experimenting. And I turned on, um, I turned on Ninja Steel. Oh, no. Just for fun. Just for fun. How dare you do that to her? (laughs) That poor child. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was tormenting her, okay? But God. But, no, actually, I turned on Ninja Steel just just actually because I wanted to see a specific episode. Because I I was doing something. I couldn't remember. I can't remember what it was, but I was looking for a specific episode. And I cut on Ninja Steel and she was with me and and she was just like her face she was mortified like her face was just like what is this and I'm just like why do you look like that and she was like Brandon how do you still watch this a 10 year old 
is asking a 31-year-old, how do you still watch this? And I'm like, ouch. First of all, you're rude. Secondly, <laughs> like... Yo, but like, the truth like, hurts. I love this. Right. The truth hurts. I love this. And she's like, dude, she's like, Brandon, no. She's just like, no, no. The only thing she said was that was positive. When she was like, she loved Haley because she loved her hair and she thought that Haley was really pretty. Oh. So shout out to Zoe. Shout out to you, Zoe. But, you know, she really... Like Zoe because she thought she was like Zoe is so pretty, but I mean that, she, she, like, she does I, have nice she hair. Like, this show sucks. Like I don't like it, and I was like, well, why don't you like it? She was just like it. it she was like, I feel stupid. Like literally, she's saying, she oh said, wow, I watching this, and I'm like, wow. A ten year old is saying, I feel stupid watching. Now, when uh, this is also coming from somebody who she loved the earlier versions of Power Rangers, like she loves Mighty Morphin, like she can she knows a pretty good bit of the characters from Mighty Morphin. Like if you were to like call out the basics, like Jason, Zach, Trini, Kimberly, Billy, like she knows them and she likes them, you know, so she likes the earlier iterations of Power Rangers. But to, for her to say this is stupid is like. It makes me question where exactly is the demographic and what exactly is are they trying to shoot this show at? You know what I'm saying? Well, um, yeah. I know it's only one child. I know it's only one okay, child. Okay, no, it was it cringy enough. It was cringy. You know, like yeah, I couldn't even it, finish it. It was cringy. It, it it was it was. I mean, there was a lot of moments of. Ninja Steel, Mega Force, Samurai. Like, it was a lot of moments. That I was just like, you know, like, what is this? What am I watching? Um, you know, so I'm hoping that Simon Bennett and his team brings fresh eyes to the franchise, but also don't dumb it down any more than what it's already been dumbed down to. Like at this point, well, it doesn't I even really need like, to be dumbed down. Just talk normal. Yeah, yeah. Talk like human beings at this point. You know, I mean, there's there's so much wrong with the show. I feel stop but the stupid um, slapstick comedy. That yes, yes. <laughs> like, I mean, sometimes the slapstick comedy it, it kind of works sometimes. But not recently, at least not for me. I mean, the the Vic and Monty stuff with Monty flying like fifty feet in the air, that stuff is just ridiculous. It's not realistic. But, no. But I mean like the stuff with Ben and Betty, it's kinda been I was just gonna been. say that. Those, those, those two they 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 do a good job. In the air too. It's like no, but the thing is when they do it, it reminds me of Vulcan Skull. Where like when Monty and what's the other guy's name? Victor. Victor. When they do it, it's it. I'm sorry. When if it offends anybody, but it sounds like two dumb heads. Like you know that movie Dumb what and Dumber. Dumb <laughs> you know that you no know, no you know like that movie Dumb and Dumber. Oh yeah. It's like dumb, except worse. 
Yeah, yeah. I it's, mean, those those characters were just written very weird. It was like, so <laughs> cringy. I I couldn't. I remember just watching it, being like, "Who finds this funny?" Yeah. Like, oh, I literally said that. What? Audibly. But like when Ben, but when but when and uh, Betty and Ben did it, it was cute. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cute. That's that reminds me of Broken Skull. Like when they did it, it was you know like a good sense of humor. Obviously not all ha ha ha, but some people were like, okay, that's cute. Like a perfect example is when Betty turned around and walked down a flight of stairs. That was a two step ladder. I'm like, hey, yeah, that's funny. That's basically me in real life. That's cute. I I can I can relate, you know. But like Victor and Monty, uh, I, yeah, I think that that was no. cute. Like things like that are funny um, for for Betty, but uh, it, like getting a cake in your face or or bubbles all over, dumped all over you, and um, you having morph x loose so you fly all around the zord bay you slide down the zord like come on now i don't, well, I don't. honestly will i i don't think it's i don't think it's ever gonna top monty being shot into a bullseye yeah i don't think it's ever gonna top that like that was one of the worst things I ever saw in Power Rangers. Uh-huh. I mean, that mug was shot into a bullseye. I was like, this dude should have his his spine shattered. <laughs> like, he should be in a wheelchair for the whole rest of the season. Like, I mean, there's no way this kid should be walking. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> literally he shot to a bullseye. And, like, and, and another episode that I thought, clearly these, these two should be dead, <laughs> was when um, one of the um, alien, one of the alien ninjas from um, the um, I think it was like Super Ninja Steel. Um, I want to, I can't remember it that well because I didn't watch it that much. But I want, I, I do remember this. They were trying to capture the Rhino Ninja or whatever, and he put them in the net, the same net that they were going to shoot him and capture him in. He shot them with the net and then tossed them like 50 feet in the air away and they went flying off screen. I'm like, there's no way in the world they should be alive. They should be dead. There, there's no way in the world they should be alive. Or like, remember that time when they were trying to meet, um, what's, what's, what's the Gold Ranger's name again? Levi? Oh my God. Yeah. Levi. Yeah. Remember like that time they tried to meet Levi and they were like dressed up like a fan and they flew into the air? Oh. Like, familiar. like, they shouldn't be alive then either. They, they should be dead. Like, there right. are so like, many times these should be dead. And they just keep popping up like roaches. I, right. I, I don't get it. <laughs> like, and, and the thing is, the way these, they, they make these scenes, they make it seem like they're cartoon. If it's a cartoon, yes, like, it, see, it makes yes. sense. That makes sense because in cartoons, you don't actually die. Like, you know, like, a, what was that kid cartoon, Roadrunner, where he was constant, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> see, stuff like that, that makes sense. But, like, when you get, like, but when you get real life people doing this, it does not make sense. It makes, if anything, there's going to be some kid out there that probably thinks that this is okay, that this is realistic, that you can do this and still survive. <laughs> and I don't want to be that kid's parent. No. <laughs> you know, I'm just pointing out because, you know, I mean, I remember us when we were kids, like, 
we were like, yeah, that's so cool. We can do it. We can do anything because, you know, we're just like the Power Rangers or like whomever we, we were late, more relatable to, right? But at the end of the day, like not all kids are going to realize that not everything is real, especially when they right. keep coming, you know, when they keep popping up, like everything is okay with no real major injuries. <laughs> well, well, guys, that is pretty much the end of our episode. That's well, that's all I have. Ooh, I got one more thing. I got one more thing. I completely forgot to mention this, but I did mention this on our Instagram page way back in December. Um, Y'all remember Peter? Now that we're on Ninja Steel, um, yeah, Peter. For, um, the Blue Ranger from Powering Ninja Steel. What character did he play? What was Preston. Right. Right. So anyways, he does a lot of work with Wong Fu Production, which is a YouTube channel that produces um, series of films and movies, but they're like high quality. They're really, really well done. Anyhow, he has a new little short film out and it's called Handle with care, and it was for Christmas, so it's super cute. If y'all haven't checked it out, do so. And that's it for me. Awesome, Will. No, I think um, I think that's about it for now. All right. Well, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and let everybody know we are on Instagram, we are on the gram, we on the Twitter, we on the Facebook. We on the um, the SoundCloud. We on the YouTube. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Under the same handle, Tribunal of the Grid. So if you type us in, you will find us. Um, and yeah, share, like, share us with a friend. Whatever, whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Just show your love and everything. Show your support. Um, and yeah, we will be right back with you guys with another episode coming soon. And once again, this has been another episode of Tribunal of the Grid. My name is Brandon. I am Lena. I am Will. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.